creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. This week on Culture Click, we are back at Ed's for Nerd Night with Jennifer Chernega. Jennifer's topic was more than you needed to know about mushrooms. And yes, it was more than you needed to know. We talked to her about different types of mushrooms, how to hunt for them, and some fun facts. This is KJ with Jennifer Chenega on Culture Click. What 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 is your topic here? Sure. So I was talking about mushrooms and specifically like hunting morel mushrooms in the spring, um, which is something that I learned to do from my dad. So. Awesome. So for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, can you tell us what mushroom hunting is and how did you get into it? Yeah. Um, so mushroom hunting is going out into the woods and finding wild mushrooms that grow and foraging them to, you know, feed your family. Um, and morel mushrooms are a really popular kind of mushroom to forage because uh, they're very difficult to cultivate. And so the only way to eat them is by going out into the woods and finding them. Um, And I got into it because uh, my grandmother was a mushroom hunter, and she taught my dad how to hunt mushrooms when he was a kid, and then he taught me how to do it. And ever since I moved back to Minnesota about 12 years ago, um, I've been into mushroom hunting. So. Awesome. I never knew this was a thing till tonight, really. Uh, But I am super nerdy about mushrooms. Um, (laughs) And that's because mushrooms are really cool. Uh, They're closer to animals than they are to plants. Um, They produce vitamin D, uh, just like our skin does. So the only difference between the white button mushrooms you buy in the store and their browner cremini counterparts is that the browner ones have been exposed to sunlight. Super creepy, but they get suntans just like we do. Um, So (laughs) mushrooms are really interesting. And my dad learned how to hunt morel mushrooms from my mom. Or not my mom, my grandmother. She was, according to him, a legendary mushroom hunter. And she would go out on their farm in the springtime, and she would bring back just baskets and baskets of these babies and cook them up in the kitchen. And he taught me then how to hunt mushrooms, and now I do that with my kids. Um, so how long have you been learning about different mushrooms, and how long have you been hunting them? Yeah. Um, So my dad, when I was a kid, tried to take me out mushroom hunting, and I wasn't as interested in it. But I uh, used to live in Chicago for graduate school. And when I moved back to Minnesota from living in Chicago, um, that's when I started being interested again in learning how to mushroom hunt. And uh, so my dad would just take me out into the woods and show me um, where to find them, what kind of trees to look for, uh, what time of year was the right time of year, um, good mushrooms versus bad mushrooms, um, all those kinds of things. So really, he taught me about how to go mushroom hunting, and um, it's a fun hobby. It gets me out into the woods. And so I got interested in learning about other kinds of mushrooms that I could find and forage for. And that's what got me really interested in, in mushrooms in general. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a mycologist or a mycobiologist by trade. I'm a sociologist. So it's really just my hobby. But uh, I, uh, I really enjoy it. And, and I think they're kind of fascinating. So... Awesome. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't have to know everything about them to go hunting for them, which is nice. I mean, hobbies are hobbies. They're so much fun. Um, so how many mushrooms would you say that you find in a year? 
Um, it really depends on how many times I get to go out. So some years I'm busier and it's harder to get out into the woods. Um, a, a good outing for me lasts a few hours and I might get you know, 20 to 25 mushrooms, um, sometimes more if I can find a, a great spot and sometimes it doesn't take me as long. I try to only hunt as many mushrooms as I can eat in, you know, a couple of days uh, because it's it's the kind of hobby I know other people are out there looking for, for them as well. Uh, it's like the best Easter egg hunt ever, though, <laughs> to go out and find these special little things um, that are so delicious and tasty. And my kids have started to get interested in it, so it's a fun family thing to do, too. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a natural Easter egg hunt where you don't have to do any work of planting them and then forgetting where you put them and then the dog eating them. So if you want to go out and find some morels in this area, what do you want to look for? I look for dead elm trees. Um, you can also find uh, morel mushrooms around other kinds of trees, but I like to look around dead elm trees. It's where I learned how to find them. I can easily identify an elm tree, even if it's dead and dying and the bark is sloughing off, which is what you want. You can find uh, morel mushrooms around other kinds of trees, oaks, apple trees, ash, but I just I look for de dead elms. It's what I was uh, taught to do, and um, this this bark sloughing off stage is about the right stage for that distress signal to have gone out and the mushrooms to start coming up, okay? Are, do you have any funny stories um, that you have from like when you went mushroom hunting or any kind of interesting story about it maybe? Not that I can think of. I don't really. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, Anytime I go out in the woods, I always find something that's interesting to look at. Um, there's an area that I go mushroom hunting where you have to cross a stream, and it's always kind of an adventure to get across the stream without falling in, which I have done several times, um, or I've lost, like, a boot in the mud before. Or, um, uh, But, yeah, the nice thing about mushroom hunting is it's, a, it's an opportunity to kind of get away and, and not have to worry about like people watching you or what you look like or uh, what the problems are that you're dealing with that day because you just kind of go out into the woods and you're very focused on this task at hand. Yeah, I mean, no one else is around except for the turkey hunters. <laughs> Be careful of those people. I want to wear blaze orange for not getting killed because it's also turkey season. So if you're on any public land, there are going to be turkey hunters out, and you do not want to be shot. So so do you have any suggestions for people who may want to go hunting for mushrooms? My number one suggestion is to find someone else who's an expert at doing it. Um, the really important thing is never to eat a mushroom or anything that you find in the woods that you cannot identify 100%. Um, there are some really dangerous mushrooms out there. Um, and there are mushrooms that look kind of like morels but will make you pretty sick. So you never you want to go with someone who knows what they're doing. And um, if you're trying a new mushroom for the first time, to just eat a small portion of it so that you can tell if it's something that's going to make you ill or not. So. A couple of words of warning. We're going to talk about mushroom hunting, but you should never go out uh, mushroom hunting and eat something without, you know, checking that first couple of times with some people uh, who know what they're talking about to make sure you're not eating something poisonous. Um, you should always, uh, you should never eat something that you're not 100% sure is what you think it is. 
if you try any new mushrooms for the first time, you should always eat a small amount um, so that you don't uh, get sick. And always cook wild mushrooms, okay? So uh, wild mushrooms can contain uh, slight amounts of toxins that cooking will break down, but they also have tons of bacteria on them because they're wild mushrooms and they were out in the woods. So you always want to cook wild mushrooms. Kind of speaking about um, bad mushrooms, how can you tell the difference between good and bad mushrooms? So morels are a great mushroom to start with because they're very distinctive looking and the look-alikes are pretty easy to discern from a real morel. Um, morel mushrooms have kind of a honeycomb cellular texture on the top. They look like they have pits and you can see um, the entire sort of cell all the way around the pit. Um, whereas false morels kind of have a wrinkly, brainy kind of look to them instead. Um, but the number one way that I always make sure that my morel is a real morel is you cut it in half, and if it's hollow inside and it has the other characteristics of a morel, then it's probably a safe mushroom. If you cut it open and it's filled with like a cottony or kind of fibrous material, then it's likely a false morel, and those can make you sick. So you don't want to eat a mushroom if you open it up and it's got that stuff inside when you're looking for morels. Awesome. Uh, so say say you eat a bad mushroom, what what should they do if they happen to do that? The number one thing is to get to a doctor right away. Um, if you know you've eaten a bad mushroom... Um, you want to get to a doctor as soon as possible so that they can try to clear it out of your system. Most mushrooms in this area, especially ones that might look like morels, will just give you uh, like a, a, a gastrointestinal distress kind of thing. Um, but there are really dangerous mushrooms out there like the destroying angel or the death cap that have really bad effects on your liver. And unless you know you've eaten a bad mushroom, you might not realize you're getting sick for the first couple of days. Um, those kinds of mushrooms, by the time you, go, you feel sick and go to the doctor then, often the damage is done and there's very little that can be done for you. So again, you never want to eat something that you can't identify 100%. This is the Destroying Angel. Mushrooms have super cool names. Um, <laughs> the Destroying Angel is a beautiful mushroom, um, but it starts out looking a lot like white button mushrooms from the grocery store. Uh, it slowly opens up into this parasol-like shape, and it has what's called a veil. You can kind of see it here. It's covering the gills until it becomes mature, and then that veil falls away, revealing the gills. They're beautiful mushrooms with these slender stalks. They are also very deadly mushrooms. This is the death cap, and death caps are native, native to Europe. Um, but as we imported uh, decorative trees from Europe, they came over. They're mycorrhizal, so they came over on the root systems of trees, and they have been spreading like wildfire across uh, northern um, northern uh, U.S. and Canada. And just one death cap um, can kill an adult. Both the death cap and the destroying angel use a kind of toxin that destroys your liver cells. You eat a wonderful plate of really delicious mushrooms and you feel great for a couple of days and then you start to feel sick and then you go to the hospital and then they find out that your liver has been liquefied. And there's no cure and there are not antitoxins for mushrooms. Um, so the only treatment is to hydrate you um, and hope that you didn't eat so much to kill you. So what would you say your favorite mushroom is? Uh, well, I love morels. Um, 
they're a lot of fun to hunt for. I also really love lion's mane mushrooms, which is a less common mushroom that people are, um, know about. It uh, looks furry. It looks like kind of tendrils, white tendrils um, hanging down. But they're delicious, and if you saute them up with a little butter, <clears throat> they taste like crab or lobster. Um, a lot of mushrooms taste like other things, and so Chicken of the Woods has a chickeny texture and a chickeny flavor. Lion's Mane tastes like seafood. Um, there's a kind of mushroom called a king trumpet that you can slice into um, sort of rounds, and they look like they look and taste like scallops. Um, so, so some of those are really good substitutions for meat if, if you don't eat meat. Um, but they're just, it's kind of amazing that a mushroom would taste so much like, a, a, like seafood, like that. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, seafood? A mushroom that tastes like seafood? What? Okay. <laughs> um, so any fun facts besides that, that uh, about mushrooms you want to talk about? Um, well, mushrooms are just kind of fascinating organisms. I think they are closer to animals than they are to plants in terms of their genetics. Um, mushrooms can produce vitamin D in their skin, uh, just like uh, humans can. So mushrooms that are exposed to the sun uh, get darker um, because they're producing that vitamin D. I don't know what other fun facts. <laughs> um, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> We don't need jokes. We don't need those fungi jokes. Oh, gosh. I've heard that way too many times in my life, but I'm only 19. Um, so how did you become a part of uh, uh, Nerd Night here at Ed's? Uh, one of my friends uh, asked if I would do a talk, and um, I said I would think about it. And when I went home and said, oh, you know, if one of our friends asked me to talk at Nerd Night, but I don't know what I would talk about, um, my husband said, well, you should talk about mushrooms because you're super nerdy about mushrooms. <laughs> um, but I'm, a, I'm actually a sociologist by trade. I specialize in the sociology of race. Um, and then I do a lot of work with my union. So initially that was what I was thinking. I would talk about one of those things. But it was a lot of fun to talk about a hobby instead because um, I don't often get to talk about that, whereas those other things I'm talking about all the time. Yeah, I, I'm glad you went with the mushrooms. So, sociology and that kind of stuff just phew, right over my head. Um, so where can people learn more about mushrooms? Well, there are a bunch of great books. Um, if you're interested in hunting for mushrooms, um, there's a lot of uh, websites. There's a fantastic website called Learn Your Land um, with videos that are put out by um, a guy who lives out in western Pennsylvania. And um, he videotapes himself going out into the woods and finding different kinds of mushrooms and talks about identifying them. It's a great place to start looking at both how to hunt for mushrooms and also what, what some easy identifiable mushrooms are. Um, there are great web resources on Facebook. There are mushroom hunting groups that you can join for different areas of the country. Um, uh, and groups that help you identify the mushrooms that you find, too. So those are good resources and ways to get into it as a hobby. It has to be the right time of year. Um, so here are some little morel mushrooms out in the wild. Um, springtime is when you find them. Uh, around Mother's Day is a good, is a good time to look. Um, 
there are all sorts of folktale kind of things out there about what is the right time. People talk about when the lilacs are just starting to bloom. One I've heard a lot is when the leaf buds are the size of a squirrel's ear. It's an oddly specific <laughs> measurement, right? Um, I always think of it like I wait until the trees are budded out enough that I can tell which ones are dead because you got to figure out which trees are dead. So <laughs> I always just wait until the live ones look alive enough that the dead ones look dead. Um, what you're actually waiting for is for the ground temperature to get warm enough. Um, and some people will go out with thermometers, special ground thermometers, and measure the ground temperature to find the right temperature. I know you're laughing, but honest to goodness. <laughs> um, they will go out and measure the ground temperature to see if it's the right time to start looking. I couldn't even tell you what the right ground temperature was. So if people have a specific question for you, um, how could they get in contact with you? I suppose they could email me. Um, my email address is j-c-h-e-r-n-e-g-a at winona.edu. Um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, but I teach um, at Winona State University in Minnet Hall, um, and sometimes people stop by my office. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for the interview. It was really fascinating to learn more than I needed to know about mushrooms. Um, but, yeah, it was really interesting to talk and listen to about well, thanks so much. I was glad people came out and enjoyed it. Thanks again to Jennifer for the interview. If you would like to learn more about mushroom hunting, you can contact Jennifer at jhernega, that's J-C-H-E-R-N-E-G-A, at winona.edu. To stream today's episode or any other episode of Culture Click, go to kqal.org under Media Program Archives. This is KJ on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. Do you want to know about all things Winona and the surrounding area? Tune in to Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Culture Click is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.